Welcome to another episode of the Rise Up Country podcast. I'm John Ritter, and over the next few minutes, we're going to be spreading our message of hope and inspiration with two of country's biggest artists. Tyler Hubbard, half of Florida Georgia Line, out on his own. He's going to share his thoughts about overcoming a fear and the changes he had to make in his life. And the winner of American Idol, Noah Thompson. He's going to tell us about people who believed in him more than he believed in himself. Plus, we're going to hear some stories from the real stars of the podcast, people just like you who call into the Rise Up Country radio show and share their stories of hope, inspiration, and keeping the faith on our Rise Up Country Hope Line. It's open 24-7 at 844-717-7774. Hanging out here with Tyler Hubbard. And you know, when I listen to your project, you've got lines like, how Jesus made you with inside and out and how perfect you are. And then five foot nine, God makes the good stuff. As I'm listening, it sounds just like a daddy trying to keep everything in order for his kids. And when your first little girl was born, Olivia, how did that change you and help define you as a person? You know, I think it gave me a really cool perspective, you know, of being a dad and feeling that 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 love that's on another level, you know, and a reminder for me, um, you know, of how much, how much God loves us and as his kids, you know, and it, it was just a really cool perspective. And that's always been a big part of my life and an important piece of who I am, but it's definitely been a reminder having kids, you know, and it's been cool to now be a dad and to, and to be able to have that perspective and that, <clears throat> that outlook, um, and, you know, doing this solo project really has forced me to do some self-discovery, you know, to really, what you know, find out who I am outside of Florida Georgia Line, you know. And that's been really fun and really important and really um, a cool experience for me. But also I think, um, I hope it connects and relates to a cool experience for the fans as they get to know me more as I've gotten to know myself. Well, when you go out on the road and start performing with Keith Urban, he's going to love it because he's the same kind of guy. In fact, he told us on the show that the toughest thing for him being an entertainer was finally coming to the realization who the person Keith Urban was. And I went and saw his show, and what an entertainer, man. He just loves his fans and wants to get right in the middle of everything. You two are going to compliment each other. You're going to hit it off. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I agree. He's he's one of the best. I watched his show a m- couple months ago, and I was just blown away. I watched it from start to finish um, from the front of house and just blown away. His talent and how he does it, man, I'm just uh, I'm honored to be out on that tour. Yeah. I mean, you being a daddy, an entertainer, a songwriter, half a Florida Georgia line, out on your own, the pressure's with that. So how are you going to make it all work? I'm trying to maintain a balance, you know. Um, I think that's the key to life right now for me, balancing being a dad, being a husband, being a songwriter, being an artist, and trying to launch a new career at the same time. It's it's a lot for sure, but I kind of thrive in this environment and – uh you know, every day has to be intentional. There's not too many days that aren't really well thought out and very, you know, strategically planned, even if it's a rest day. You know, I can look at my calendar and say, yo, I'm going to need a half a day here because I got a big five days coming up. I'm going to need a day of rest or, a, you know, I really look forward to Sundays, to be honest. But, uh, no, it's just really about, to me, right, like I said, just the balance, the balancing act at this point and, and finding time where 
they can overlap. You know, the kids love being on tour, so we're going to spend some great time together in the fall on tour. There's going to be some weekends where they're not there. We get to miss each other, which I also enjoy um, and I think is healthy. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's just the, you know, the never-ending battle between balancing and which hat I'm wearing today and how long I'm going to wear it. So it's really fun, though. Like I said, I sort of thrive in that and sort of enjoy the challenge. You know, if you don't mind me bringing this up, if our listeners don't know that, you lost your father in a helicopter crash. And then I read that you decided to get engaged up in a helicopter. Was that a tribute to your dad? It was intentional in a sense where, um, you know, I didn't want my, I wanted to have multiple memories from helicopters and I didn't want that to be the only one, you know. So, yeah, I thought, this would be a great memory to have. I don't want to be scarred by helicopters or, you know, fearful of helicopters. You know, I want to, um, cause you know, we have flown, uh, several times, you know, um, with that before that happened. And then I'd flown afterwards. So there was still that, like, uh, you know, um, every time I'd get it one, I'd have a flashback. So I just wanted to have other flashbacks as well to balance it out. But, uh, it was special. We were flying around our property at the time and, you know, um, a place I thought we would stay forever and raise our kids at. And short, she said, yes, she'd marry me. And then shortly after told me, but the second part about raising kids on this property, ah, we're probably going to move. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm down. I'll follow you wherever you want to go. Well, you know, a lot of bands, a lot of duos break up and, and it's tough on them to go ahead and make a career on their own, but you did it. I mean, did you have to overcome a fear? I mean, what would you tell these young people coming out of their small towns wondering if they can do it? I would honestly say don't don't be afraid to take a chance, you know, get out of your comfort zone, take a leap of faith. You never know where it may lead you. And, uh, you know, I'm a prime example of that. I grew up in a tiny little cotton field town, and, and man, uh, most most of the people I grew up with are still there, and there's nothing wrong with that, but... I wouldn't be here if I was still there, you know, and it feels, uh, you know, I hope that I can encourage others to do that because I do know the small town mentality and I know the pride in staying where you grew up. And I think there's, I think that's important and there's something to be said about that. And I hope people even hear that with the song Small Town Me that no matter where you go or what you do, you can still carry that small town with you, you know, and you can still be proud of your roots and where you came from without having to necessarily stay there forever. So, uh, so, yeah, I hope that encourages people for sure. Yeah. Growing up in your small town, what were some of the worst jobs you had? Oh, uh, well, um, probably my worst job, I poured concrete for a summer, and that was a tough job. I don't know if that was my worst because I enjoy being outside, and I do enjoy, like, manual labor and, and all that stuff. I also worked at Maggiano's for a while. I would probably say that was my worst only because I was in the back polishing silverware and busting tables. I never I never could work my way up to being a server. That's what I thought I was going to eventually get to do. Um, so I polished silverware and cleaned dishes for, uh, for I don't know, six or eight months as well at Maggiano's at one point. Um, I think that was my senior year of college or, or maybe the year after that. But uh, all my worst jobs were in between. I, I from the time I was 15 till I was out of college or basically until music started, I, I owned a car detailing business. And so I would wash cars, um, working for myself and, um, had a lot of fun doing that and really enjoyed working for myself. So I think anything outside of that was, uh, was not the best job. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, I had a few. When you sit back and look at where you are today, what's going through your head? 
I, it's just more gratitude than ever, really. But also there's this like um, there's this extra element of challenge that I love. You know, I think the traditional mindset of people when they hear, oh, a band or duo is breaking up, they're going solo. Well, okay, that's cute. They're going to have fun doing their solo stuff for a little while, and it'll be like what it is, and then they'll go back and do their thing. But I think that challenge really um, <clears throat> pushes me to not be the statistic. You know, um, I truly feel that Florida Georgia Line was just a chapter in the book, um, an important chapter, and one I'm forever grateful for, but it's not my whole story. And so I am really excited and um, committed to giving this all I got. And, you know, and I had already decided that, hey, whether this quote works in, in the music business's eyes, like I am having fun making my music and I'm this is a win for me. Um, but just seeing the response and the support from radio and the fans and you guys, it just it just feels really good. You know, it's it's affirmation for me, it's validation, and it inspires me like, oh, I can do this on the same level that I've done it before. And a matter of fact, I you know, it means even more now than it would if I was still doing FGL and we were just putting out another single, our 20th single. You know, it's like the expectations there, you know, with this, there is no expectation. There's this, there's actually the expectation that it's not going to work. So, um, so for me, I'm like, yeah, bring on the challenge. I love, I love that. I thrive in that. And, uh, I really do hope that I can build this, um, you know, to the same, at least the same arena that FGL was playing in. I'm really, I'm really, um, you know, determined to do that. Tyler Hubbard, you know him from half of Florida Georgia Line. Hey, maybe that story inspired you to share one with us. You can on our Rise Up Country Hope line at 844-717-7774. Or if you want to make a comment, you can on our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. Here's one of the real stars of the Rise Up Country podcast, listeners just like you who called in and shared their stories of hope and inspiration. This one here is nothing short of a miracle. Hey, John, uh, one thing that changed my life um, was back in uh, the late 90s. Um, I was working on a rail car and uh, uh, got caught up in an overhead power line that was uh, above it with an aluminum ladder and I ended up welding the uh, rail car to the track. I could feel the electricity going through my body and actually heard the electricity going through my body. And uh, when I let go, my arms tensed up and my legs just went numb and I could hear my supervisor ask the superintendent, asked him, uh, was I dead? And uh, they got up there and had to get a forklift to get me off the top of the rail car. And uh, as soon as I got down, I, you know, I went in and I got checked out and uh, was, there was nothing wrong with me, no burn marks, no uh, anything. And it was just, uh, it was an eye-opener that I was supposed to be here. Oh, my gosh, I guess. And not a burn mark on you. Is that, I mean, that's no, nothing nowhere. short of a, that's nothing short of a miracle, is it? It actually welded the rail car to the tracks. <laughs> oh, I see. It welded the rail car to the tracks, not just the ladder. Yes, sir. 
Not wow. The ladder, uh, the ladder actually started melting to the on top of the track, on top of the rail car. Boy, oh, boy. And it boy. welded the car to the track. It blew four transformers, and it tore up like 14 welding machines where people were welding on that track that day. And it actually backfed through the welding machines and tore the welding machines up. That's an unbelievable story, man. I just can't believe it. What's your first name? And it, sir? What's your first name? Joey. Joey. And it did what, Joey? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, and it absolutely did not leave any burn marks, no scars, no no, no features on my body did it touch. Wow, that's something. Well, you know, yes, Aaron, Aaron Tippin used to be a welder, too, before he got into the country music business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he got hit by lightning. Do you ever hear that story? I never heard that story. Yeah, he's he's been hit by lightning twice, and the last time he was out in the barn working, and the lightning came down and hit him right at the spine, put a little hole in his spine, and the guy started carrying him to the front door of this this cabin of the uh, of the barn they were using, but it was raining real real hard. And the lady was standing at the front door staring out when the guy's carrying Aaron. And he kept screaming, Aaron's hurt, Aaron's hurt. And the lady just looked and walked away. And Aaron said, man, at that point, I thought I went to the other side. I thought I had died. But what happened, it was a tin roof, and it was hailing and raining, and the lady couldn't hear him. And that's the only reason she walked away. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So it's quite the story. That's amazing. Well, man, hey, thank you so much for giving me a call, and that's a great story, and I'll be giving you contact, Joey. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Bye. Maybe Joey's story inspired you to share a story with us. You can on our Hope Line at 844-717-7774. When I got this call, it made me rethink of some of the people who I prayed so hard for. Listen to this. All righty. Well, about uh, 2017, I lost my son, and uh, he had Down syndrome and autism. And it really, as you can imagine, the guilt was tremendous. I think it is for any parent that loses a child. Mm -hmm. And I, I had a really hard time, as, as you can imagine. So I, I'm in the military, so I went and served a year in Afghanistan just to, I guess, to go to war to find peace. But... While I was there, my mind quieted, and I was praying to God, and I was really frustrated. I said, God, I, I prayed so hard for you to save my son. And he died of a brain aneurysm. Um, and I said, I prayed so hard, dear Lord, to have you save my son. And I'm like, did you just did you just not hear my prayers? And uh, this thought came into my head, and it said, I heard your prayers. But your son prayed to me, too, and he was tired, and he was in pain, and he was tired of the struggles of this life, and he asked me to end it, and so I did. Boy, isn't that something? He said, I, he said, I answered your son's prayers, and I knew you'd understand, and all that guilt dissipated in a minute, hmm. a second, actually. And I just, my message, Don, is when you got that pain and you think God isn't answering your prayers, maybe he answered somebody else's instead. 
Boy, you know what? You just gave me some peace because I've struggled with my sister fighting and fighting for her life for so many years on a respirator and coming back and being back at the house and trying to get better and trying to get better. And we prayed and prayed that God would save her. And when I finally got a chance to talk to her, she was just tired. She was tired of the fight. She was tired of going through rehab. And she passed away because of COVID and being in one of those facilities. But you know what? That's what she wanted. That would have been her prayer. It wasn't mine, but that was hers. You know, and this isn't our home. You know? Yeah. We go to our forever home. Our forever home. This is temporary. So why not? Yeah. You know, go home to your loving father. I tell you what, yeah. We know it's going to be better than this. I, I, I always tell people, and, and, and I'll say it the nice way. I don't, I don't usually say it the nice way. But if you think for a minute that, that this world gives a damn about you, you, you are kidding yourself. This world could care less what you go through, how you suffer, and it's just nope. going to throw you more and more. And the only thing you can do is lean on God and say, hey, help me out here. And not each other, you know, each of us. You know, Jesus had need, even Jesus needed help with his cross, and that message was for us. Yeah. Take care of one another to help each other out. And that's why I wanted to share that story, because I know there's a lot of guilt out there. I know there's a lot of pain, and we tend to focus on us because we're human. And, you know, and, and blame God, but God's so loving. He's like, hey, you know, there's two sides to that coin. Yeah, you gave us some great insight, man. Hey, thank you, buddy, for calling the show. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you, John, for your show. I, I just love it. It's uh, it just I, I believe the more you immerse yourself in Christ and all the different channels, uh, it just it just makes all the difference. Keeps all, all the bad stuff away. The more you immerse yourself in, into God. So Boy, isn't that keep the your truth. show going, buddy? Yeah, I just love your show, and uh, I better run into mass, or I'm going to get a dirty look. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. God bless, my friend. Thank Same you. to you. Bye-bye. Maybe you've got a story that you want to share. Well, you can 24-7 on the Rise Up Country Hope Line at 844-717-7774. Or if you want to make a comment, go to our Facebook page at Rise Up Country or follow us on Instagram at Rise Up Country. The winner of American Idol. He's sitting here with me. And you know that Luke Bryan just absolutely loves you. Noah Thompson, how you doing today, buddy? Good. How you doing, Bob? I got to tell you, I'm doing better <laughs> than you because your head must be spinning out of control. <laughs> A new baby, American Idol, I need you to do this. Be here, be there. How how you holding up? all over the place i'm good man i'm doing good it's uh it's definitely it's a life change man but it's for it's it's definitely it's for a reason you know what i'm saying i'm supposed to be here for some reason so yeah that's how i'm looking at it bring us up i read that your dad was also a player you know when you were coming up and a young man did you have your own bands and stuff or what were you doing uh no man you know i didn't i grew up with a dad that wasn't a band you know and i was always surrounded by music but like the later on you know down the road i didn't uh i've always wanted to be a musician but i was just it was i'd never never really tried man i never really tried to get a band together or nothing like that we just i mean i've always just kind of played by myself you know but in, in my bedroom or whatever but um this is just always what I've wanted to do, man, you know? So it just, it, 
it just kind of <laughs> happened on its own. <laughs> right. And I think that's what kind of what's so cool about it, man. You know, I didn't sign myself up for the show or nothing. It just kind of played itself out. As a young guy, I spent my whole life in the music business. Ever since I was 15, I was, I still am, a singer. But you know what? I don't know oh, wow. how it is for you, but all of a sudden when I got a microphone and I started singing, that's what gave me self-confidence. I didn't have a lot of it. Right, man. I get that. I get that. And, you know, man, I think it's what I'm so grateful for for American Idol because, you know, everybody. if you know the story, you know, I came in there with no self talk self-confidence whatsoever you know and i think i found that throughout the show man like they you know you get pushed to your limits on that show but you come out of there feeling like you can just about do anything you know and that's what's that's what's so that's what's so special about being on that show you don't realize that at the time until it's all said and done and then you come out of there and you're like man i can do just about anything you know <laughs> right. that's what's cool about it yeah there's a verse in the bible it's ephesians 9 11 yeah. And it says, the race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise, wealth to the brilliant, favor to the learned, but time and chance happen to us all. Right. And that's it, man. That. I mean, you were right at the that. right place at the right time, weren't you? Yeah, man, for sure. I love that. That's, uh, yeah, that's for sure, man. You know, and I feel like if I wasn't, I mean, no doubt. I'm supposed to be here, man. For some reason, God had some plan for me, man, because it's just, it's it's kind of all unbelievable how it all planned itself out like this. You know what I mean? With Arthur signing me up and everything, man. I'm with you. When something happens and it all kinds of falls in line, you go, well, this must be part of the plan. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And, man, that I think I kind of, it was hard for me to, to see that throughout the show a lot of the times you know what i mean but mainly towards the end i was like man for some reason i'm supposed to be here you know what i mean yeah so no matter how i was feeling that day or what i was feeling you know like for some reason i was supposed to be there now that's what i'm supposed to do and man that's that's all i could that's all i could tell myself for me to realize you know that i'm 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 here for a reason you know and it just it gave me gave me closure with it well you know what i like too is is you put it the right way Finding someone that believes in you more than you believed in yourself. And I read yeah, that man. thing about Arthur. I mean, were you singing on the job or something? He goes, dude, you got it. I mean, what happened? <laughs> like the boys I worked with, they would force me to sing just about every day at work. <laughs> like I'd be swinging a hammer or whatever I was doing. And they'd be, they'd be forcing me to sing a song at the same time. You know what I mean? Like it, it was insane. They wouldn't leave me alone half the time about it. <laughs> but what man like if it what the thing is is i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those guys now man you know because they they pushed me and pushed me and pushed me and now i'm here and this is i get to play music for the rest of my life man and it's all because of them you know and it's a lot better than holding those big sheets of sheetrock over your for head sure. and, and doing for ceilings sure. isn't it oh god yes <laughs> <laughs> no doubt no doubt so now you got walker yeah that moment in time that changed everything was probably that little boy. When they put him in your arms, what were you yeah. thinking? Oh, man, there's, there's, there's really no words for that, man. If you don't have kids, you know what I mean, there's no way to describe it. It's, it's a feeling like no other, man. You know, like you know as soon as you see that kid, man, that's your, that's your life right there now. You know what I mean? That's, that's, your, that's just about anything you're ever going to need anything you want. You don't care about anything anymore. You know what I mean? All you worry about is that kid and that kid only, you know? So, Gosh, you know what I just uh, thought about? 
Hmm. That Kenny Chesney, There Goes My Life, that's you, isn't it, buddy? Yeah, for real, man. That is. Yeah, definitely. I love that song. That's a really good song. I love that. That's exactly what it is, man. Yeah, I remember the same thing when they put our first child in my arms. I looked down. I said, you know what? It's not about me anymore, is it? No. No, it's not, man. And there's nothing wrong with that either, dude. That's how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? It's, it's all about that baby, you know. I told someone the other day, they said something about an interview with Garth or something. I'm going, I hate to say it, but it's my daughter's birthday. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm heading. That's cool, dude. Hey, so what's some of the best advice that you got on American Idol? I mean, I really liked when – well, let me tell you this. Do you know the story of Luke Bryan and, and getting out of school? No. Because when he got out of school, guess what he went to do? To what? work on his father's peanut farm and take over the business. See? <laughs> that's, it was that's, his that's dad awesome. that looked at him and said, hey, look, man, I'm either going to have to fire you or something, but you need to get out of here. You're meant to sing. Can you believe yeah. that? That's wild, isn't it? It is. That's pretty cool, man. That's really cool. I didn't know that. I really didn't know that. That's really cool. And you know, the other thing I don't think a lot of people know about Luke they had three kids. They were li they were living in a single wide, and his dad was out picking peanuts. That's how he started off. Wow. I did not know that, man. I really didn't know that. He said the big thrill of his day is if they were paving the road down the street and he could go watch them do it. <laughs> wow. No, I did not know that. That's really cool, man. That's why I think, you know, Luke – I love Luke on the show because I felt like we, like in the beginning, you know, it felt like Luke was really rooting for me, you know what I mean? Because he wanted to see me do good because, I mean, they could obviously tell how how out of my element I felt, you know what I mean, throughout the show in the beginning. But, like, he, he I could tell he, I felt like he was really rooting for me. He wanted me to do good, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But I love all the judges, man. Because he could relate to where you came from because, yeah. buddy, buddy, he came from dirt. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I, I like that's what's so cool, man. Is Luke's Luke's a real person, man. You know what I mean? He he's been on both sides of it. You know what I mean? He gets it. He knows. And I I, I love Luke for that, man. I know one of the very first or second interviews, he had lost a brother. And I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just saying. No, man. For what he went through with losing those family members, I said, Luke, with that you can walk in this room and have a big smile on your face. And wish nothing but the best for everybody. Buddy, I want you to have all the success you could possibly handle because of that attitude. Yeah, man. Yeah, that takes a – he's a strong dude, man, no doubt. Because that's a, that's, a that's a lot of stuff to go through, man, like that. I couldn't imagine. I really couldn't imagine. That's, that's, that's horrible, for real. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, See, Luke's definitely one of the most genuine people I've ever met, man. And he, he, he means it when he says it. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a good guy, for real. And then he went back and adopted their kids. I know. I mean, that's a that's a that's a heck of a dude, man. For real, you got to think about that. So, who do you do you have someone that you're going to be able to lean on and to help you keep you grounded? Because everybody's going to be pulling at you for the next couple of years, and you're going to be in a whirlwind, man. <laughs> right, man. Well, you know, I don't know, man. I find I find I find myself feeling just fine when I'm kind of with walker you know what i mean not not a certain person or something you know what i mean like when i kind of get to go home and see my boy for a minute man and uh get to get to be with them and just take that time man that's that's what kind of that's what that's when i'm that's when i'm feeling good you know that's when i'm opened up and i'm just i can be who i want to be you know what i mean i always i always i can come to real life come back to come back to 
come back down to earth for a second, you know what I mean, and just take it all in for a minute. And that's just being my boy really helps me out, man, more than anything. That is the reality. Miran Morris had the same thing. She goes, look, that little boy of mine doesn't care how big a success I am. He needs some milk, and he needs his diaper change. Exactly. That's, that's all I need exactly. to focus on. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, there's, I mean, there are a lot. For sure, <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, that's that's the that, that's the that's the thing that puts a smile on my face, man. You know, that's a payoff. If you ask me, yeah. something I'm most proud of in my life is that I was a guy on a bar stool working for tips, and now my son's an orthodontist, and my daughter's a nurse anesthetist, and they they have a great life, a much better life than I had growing up. For sure, man. I see. That's that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. I love hey, that. Noah. Love everything about you, man, and thanks for taking your time today to hang out and talk with me. Oh, man, I appreciate you, dude. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you later, buddy. All right, man. You have a good day. Bye. All right, bye. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, don't forget we got a bunch more out there. Just look for Rise Up Country, and don't forget about our Hope Line, 844-717-7774. Until next time, remember, don't give up, just rise up.